Hello, creative, and welcome back to the Empowered Creatives podcast, finding confidence between hustle and burnout. I'm your host, Victoria Hines, creative career coach, helping creatives just like you level up or find your next path in your career. I don't know why I sounded so peppy and bubbly as I said burnout right there. Um, It's such a depressing feeling, and yet I was like, burnout. (laughs) All right, that's the mood this week. So welcome back to this third part of the Resistance series. So today I'm going to share with you seven strategies that you can add to your back pocket toolkit to slay your roadblocks, aka your resistance. So if you're just tuning into this episode, uh, be sure to check out the past two episodes where I share with you Um, What is resistance? Give you a little bit of background on that, as well as um, give you a strategy on how to defeat your roadblocks using tactics you've already used before. Craziness. To kick off this episode, I wanted to share with you a few stories uh, from creatives that I've worked with who all face their own roadblocks and, ironically, had conquered all of these roadblocks before. But when we started working together, these roadblocks seemed like these massive, massive monsters in the way. So I want to share these stories with you because I'm hoping some of these sound familiar and remind you that you're not alone when it comes to hitting up against resistance. So I've actually worked with quite a few creatives who have some form of ADHD uh, to varying degrees. And oftentimes, the phrase that comes out of their mouths so often um, that they've told me about is this overwhelming feeling of they can't seem to finish anything that they start. That's the fear talking. That's the resistance, the roadblock that they're hitting. I also worked with a creative who had a pretty big failed venture previously in their life, and they were completely terrified to start a new one. It's what they wanted to do, but they were so afraid to show up and get visible because they were afraid of everything coming crashing down again and repeating the past. Ironically, you know, they had been successful for many, many years, but it was the failure that was jumping out the most. I also worked with a creative and we were working together to level up their career. And they were absolutely killing it with this new strategy, this new plan. But every time they felt they needed to deviate that plan for for mental health reasons or they needed a break or something and their life popped up and got in the way, they felt really hard on themselves. Um, Their confidence just took a tumble because they felt guilty that they couldn't keep the same pace going. They were afraid that if they didn't work on their dream three to five nights a week and were showing up every night and Remind you, I will also caveat this. This was on top of having a nine to five job. They felt that they were a failure if they couldn't do that. And I had to come into the conversation and say, hey, just because you need a break one week doesn't mean the universe is going to take your dream away from you. Some weeks, three to five nights a week going after your dream is going to work. There are going to be other weeks where that's just not where you are at and it's not the right season. So in all of these instances, I worked with uh, these incredible creatives to first 
recognize that they weren't inherently failures just because reality wasn't matching what they wanted or dreamed of. We can fail. We are all going to have failures in our life, but we inherently are not failures. You are not a failure. Second, I worked with them to develop some tactics to help them navigate how to move past these roadblocks at any given time. I I don't know if you know that song, uh, like, Go, I'm not a bear hunt. I don't even know if that's the right name. But every time I, like, started writing the outline to these podcasts, that song just kept on popping up in my head. And I was like, can't go over it. Can't go under it. Gotta go around it. I'm totally butchering it right now. But if you know the song I'm talking about, that's what roadblocks are. That's what your back pocket toolkit is meant to help you do. Sometimes you've got to go over that roadblock. Sometimes you've got to go around it. Sometimes you've got to go under it. Sometimes you've got to go through it. So this episode, we're going to focus on seven, or I'm going to share with you seven back pocket strategies to use the next time you hit those roadblocks. Real quick, I'm going to interrupt this podcast to tell you about a really nifty tool that I've made just for you. As creatives, it's so easy to find ourselves lost in jobs that we don't really like. So much so that when we decide to find a day job or support job that we actually enjoy, we have no idea where to start. This is where a creative career audit comes in. Head to the show notes below to grab the link to my download and you can get your free workbook that will help you identify what brings you joy and what drains you in the world of work. No more day jobs or support jobs that make you just feel eh inside. It's time to find something that's going to light you up again. All right, so strategy number one, know your why. Why is so important? Why are you doing what you are doing? Why is your creative dream important? When you root what you are doing into a deeper meaning, you're able to give your dreams a little bit more, well, roots, to be perfectly honest. You're able to get it more gravitas. So you want to ask yourself two different questions. Why are you doing this for yourself? And why are you doing it for others? And inevitably, when you start hitting roadblocks, when things get tough, when you're on your hero's journey and you fall into the deep, dark pit, which is going to happen, coming back to that why can remind you why this journey is important. Why going through these really awful ups and downs and pits and supreme ordeals and just plain shit is worth it. So that's the first tactic is know your why. Tactic number two, so back pocket strategy number two is to keep your focus on other people, not yourself. This one is a big one, especially if you are combating imposter syndrome. Um, If you're unfamiliar with the term imposter syndrome, it's essentially that feeling that you're not good enough, that other people have are always going to do it better than you, that your work isn't worth sharing because it's not going to measure up, Um, or that maybe you don't have enough experience. So by focusing your endeavors on how it is going to impact other people, 
maybe even as simple as giving them a smile, helping them, lots of different things here, but focusing on how your work can help other people. It takes your ego out of the way. When you can slip into that mindset of, hey, it's not about you. Sometimes you're able to bypass that ego that's standing in your way and your ego is very good at being a roadblock for you. The second you can take that ego out, imposter syndrome has no legs. It really doesn't. Imposter syndrome is, uh, it really comes from a moment where you are so inherently focused on yourself and worried. You're, you're so attuned to yourself and worried about how other people are seeing you, how you're showing up. And that internal focus just gets, it. you turn inner, like inside and inside and inside more and more and more. And by turning yourself out, you can kind of reverse that cause. So back pocket strategy number three. This one actually is from Tim Ferriss. Um, so from his book, The 4-Hour Workweek, um, he actually had a TED Talk on this as well, but it's a really powerful exercise called fear setting. So what fear setting is, is it's grounding your fear into reality. So if you remember the last podcast episode, I talked about how fear is the number one fuel for the resistance or roadblocks you are facing. Facing. All of your roadblocks and resistance get their power from fear. So if you are able to ground your fear and make it a little less lofty, a little less freewheeling, it can help you clear your head so that you can follow your intuition and make decisions not based on fear, but by what you are actually internally, intuitively wanting to do. So the first step of fear setting is to define your fear. You'll actually want to get out a sheet of paper for this. It's really helpful to write it down. So you want to write down what's the worst case scenario that you were imagining. And I'm talking the worst case scenario. Um, I know when I decided to leave my job without another one lined up uh, back in 2020, I, I kind of had to do this. I was like, worst case scenario, I make no money, become completely broke, uh, have nothing to pay my bills. and get cancer again, and then can't pay my medical bills. So I wrote that down. I was like, what's the worst possible case scenario of what's going to happen? So that's step one. Step two is to prevent the worst outcome. So ask yourself, how would you prevent this from occurring? Um, so in my brain, I was like, well, I'm going to, if I take you back to the example of leaving my job in 2020, um, I decided to do a very strategic monetary look at how much money I had. So I was like, great, I can live off of my savings for X amount of months. Uh, here's my now goal markers of when I feel like I should look for a part-time job, a full-time job to make up that necessary income. So I came up with a plan. So step number two is prevent your worst outcome. How would you prevent this from occurring? And step number three is to repair the damage. So let's say your worst case scenario came true. How would you repair the damage it caused? In reality, I looked back at my worst fear of, you know, not making money, becoming homeless, that sort of thing. And I was like, you know what? My parents, any day of the week, would let me live in their beautiful guest room. And I could work myself back up from the ground from there. So by setting your fear and figuring out, okay, worst case scenario comes true, what would you do then? You're able to set your fear and really just make your decision not based on fear, but based on 
you know what? Even if the worst possible scenario comes true, I know how to get through it. So strategy number four is, is this the right time? So determining whether this is the right season for what you are trying to do. I think it was on, yes, it was the last podcast episode. I shared with you a quote from a tarot deck. And I actually stole this one from the same tarot deck. So it's the Hero's Journey Dream Oracle uh, by Kelly Sullivan Walden. And one of our cards had this quote as well. And it really just, I love the way it said, love the way it phrased this. So what it said was no one to go, no one to stop, and no one to fall into the space in between. We are going to have seasons where we need to take action, where we need to go, where we need to step into the journey and we need to just do. And then there are going to be seasons where we need to reflect, we need to slow down. We need to give our brain and our soul time and space. We need to dream again. We live in a culture, unfortunately, where productivity and going all the time is prized. But sometimes that's not the season you're in. And so recognizing and giving yourself the grace of asking yourself, is this the right season where I should be going on this epic journey? Or do I need to give myself a little bit of a break for a while? It can be very powerful. All right, back pocket strategy number five. Build in space for resistance to happen. That's right. We all know roadblocks are going to pop up. Resistance is going to happen. It is foolhardy to think that it won't. So you should schedule and take breaks. You want to pace yourself. You want to get to know your rhythm and flow. Figure out what schedule works best for you. We are not all the same. Not all of us. Um, you know, can work 12-hour days and then get five hours of sleep and wake up the next day and be ready to go. That's not me. I am a solid eight-hour of sleep sort of person. I am also not really functioning super well until 10 o'clock in the morning, to be perfectly honest with y'all. So I tend to make a schedule where I know my energy is going to be at the best, and I find those times to set myself up for success. So that's what I want you to do here. That's the next strategy. So number five is no resistance is going to happen and build in that space so that you're not feeling hard on yourself when you inevitably need to take breaks or need to spend some time battling that resistance instead of being able to just go, go, go. Back pocket strategy number six, reward yourself for moving forward. This one's a big one. We have to celebrate our successes, even the small little ones. This is something I am actually quite terrible at. I'm terrible about honoring or celebrating when I've achieved or accomplished something. And it's important. It's important to remind yourself that every little step you take forward, every step that you, every roadblock you overcome, every time you overcome resistance, that is a moment to celebrate. So you want to make the reward something that you can control, um, that you can give to yourself. So let's say you've been procrastinating. For instance, I was procrastinating, uh, organizing, and sitting down to record this podcast. So I decided, great, I'm going to go to a coffee shop. I'm going to sit down for an hour. I'm actually going to work on this. And in 
Meanwhile, I get to reward myself with a matcha latte at this coffee shop. So finding these small ways to essentially bribe yourself um, or reward yourself for progress uh, can be really powerful. Back pocket strategy number seven, seemingly simple, but it's harder than you think. Take action. Do something to move one step forward. You are going to have red light days that feel impossible to do anything. Those are the days where you can't get out of bed, where you might have a mental health crisis, like everything is going wrong. You're going to have yellow light days where things are okay, but don't feel super great. And then you're going to have green light days where you're on top of the world and can get shit done. But the most important part to remember is, I mean, it's the tortoise and the hare, classic story. Taking small little steps day after day after day is going to get you there much faster than not moving at all. So when you're facing resistance, when you're facing a roadblock, when that day feels impossible to conquer, ask yourself, what's one action I can take to move the needle forward? All right, so here's your one thing this week. I want you to choose one tactic that we talked about on this episode, and I want you to apply it in your life this week. Which of these tactics do you think you need right now? Do you need to figure out your why? Do you need to keep your focus on other people and not yourself in order to combat imposter syndrome? Do you need to set your fear? Do you need to figure out if this is the right season or identify what season you're in? Do you need to build in space for resistance to happen so you set yourself up for success? Do you need to just reward yourself for moving forward and bribe yourself? Or do you need to just take small action and recognize that one step is good enough today? So I want you to write it down on a sticky note or set a reminder in your phone. I want it to be something that you can keep at your bedside table or by your laptop, somewhere where you are going to see it. Because I want you to remind yourself to come back to that tactic when you need it this week. All right, so that is the conclusion to this three-part series all about roadblocks and resistance. I wanted to actually give a mini shout-out. So this uh, three-part solo episode series was really inspired by um, my good friend, Parisa Golchubian, who was on a prior podcast episode. So definitely go check that one out. Um, But she's been a really incredible friend of mine and fellow entrepreneur. And she came to me back in July and was like, hey, I have this incredible artistic community um, as a part of her online visual arts gallery called Artera. And she invited me to participate in it. And she's like, you know what? We had those really great conversations on Clubhouse, the Are You Hiding as an Artist series. And then she was like, I want you to come in and talk to all of these creatives, these incredible visual artists about resistance. So that was the spark to me actually sitting down and giving myself the goal of creating this three-part series. So shout out to her, but also if you are a visual artist or an interior designer, I highly recommend checking out Artera. 
So they are an online visual arts gallery focused on home decor. And the community she has created over there is really quite incredible. So I'll put a link in the show notes below. Definitely go check it out. And as a reminder, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Until next time, stay creative.